0: Welcome into Inside the Den, your look inside Lee's McRae Athletics. Inside the Den is produced for the sole purpose of keeping Bobcat fans in the know and can be found on our website, lmcbobcats.com, or on SoundCloud. Just search Lee's McRae Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tim Hall. Welcome back, Bobcat fans, to Inside the Den. We are finally in 2021, and in Season 2, of the podcast welcome back we're happy to be back as coaches and athletes and on today's show we're going to talk basketball i don't know if you've been paying attention to the news but both our men and women basketball teams have started off hot and i thought you know what when things are going well i love to strike while the iron is hot and my guest right now on the show is the head coach of the women basketball team keith jennings keith Welcome back inside the den.
1: What's up, Tim? How you doing, coach?
0: Doing fantastic. Staying warm. Uh, Well, you know, the last time we talked, I recall you saying, boy, you sure hope your players go back home during the break (laughs) and get after it. Stay on top of uh, their skills and their fitness and strength. And here we are. We're in mid to late January, and you are three and Oh, I mean, this is dream scenario. How good does it feel uh, to know that we've made it this far and all our all the worry and concern? uh, Hey, it it didn't come true. Uh, The good stuff has happened. It's got to feel good.
1: It feels awesome. You know, um, like you said, everybody was in the same boat. You know, so it's all on your team at that point to decide on what they want to do during this break. Do they want to work out and hopefully get their game better so when we come back we can just keep it moving or are you going to go home and be lazy? And, you know, like all coaches talk, like we talk, to have them go home and come back in pretty good shape and then get off to a good start. So it's really refreshing, you know, when we took the program over, me and Coach Hurst, uh, you know, we never had this type of start. You know, we always felt like we had the teams that could possibly do it, but, you know, I think, I think some individual motives and things of that nature kind of hindered that. And now I feel like these young ladies are all on one accord. And, um, you know, when that happens, usually good things happen after that. And here we are three and zero, and, you know, we know it's far from being over cause we got Barton coming up this weekend and then Belmont Abbey after that. So, it's going to be tough, but in this situation, when you're coming from the bottom like we are, and now to be in this situation where you're at the top looking down, I think it makes it definitely makes me feel good as a coach. It makes these girls feel good. I think they got a more of a swag about them now, about working working a little bit harder, staying after and making more shots and challenging each other to get better. And it, it, this team is starting to give me chills early in the season. And as a coach, when you get that, that's a, that's a good feeling for me
0: speaking of chills I I uh, so I have a question to that which is when you came back from the break and your players were beginning practice yeah what were you seeing that you thought uh oh this is going in the right direction uh, what were you did you notice a change what were how were they executing their energy level their enthusiasm did you have an idea before the game started that this this is going to be what happens?
1: Well, you know, the funny thing about that, Tim, when I, when I went home during the break also, I always take our film and camera and I get to watch the girls again. And so when I watched them again, I went from thinking, you know, this is going to be a rough season to going home and watching them again and watching them with some of the other people that I really respect, like my dad, my my mom, my some of my good friends that really care about my program and me. They were all giving our team high grades. Like, and I was like, well, maybe I'm being yeah. too to my girls. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I see them all the time. I'm always challenging them. Yeah. And I didn't see that. So when I, when I heard that from uh, an eye that doesn't see them all the time, it made me start to think, like, well, maybe we do have a chance. And then when we get back and I see them and we get off to this good start, you know, I'm looking at Coach Hurst now, like, You know, coaches, we know how the game goes. We understand it. Trust me, I've been at East Tennessee State when we came from the bottom and we got to the top. And when we got to the top, we knew it was even more difficult to Mm. stay. So to try to give these young ladies those type of words has been encouraging for me and also the experience of the game, Tim. I think these young ladies that were freshmen last year understand now what the Conference of the Carolinas is about. We know we got tough teams in this league, tough players in this league. And I think that year of experience has helped them to prepare better. And I think that, you know, like we know in life, you get more experience, hopefully you'll live longer. You get more experience in basketball, hopefully you'll play better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's happening right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I was going through the Conference Carolina's website, and I am not one who is big on preseason polls. Uh, not at all. I don't think they mean anything. <laughs> and I was going back through the women's poll. Now, the one thing I do think that these polls serve is they can certainly be a motivator. If yes. you were picked, to, uh, picked lower in the season's poll or if you were put at the top, you know, you either want to hold on to that position or you want to prove some people wrong. Exactly. And your ladies' team was picked seventh. And, and if I keep scrolling through their website and I go to the standings page, there you are. You're right there at the top. Now you're, you're, you're in second only because Emmanuel's played one more game than you. They're 4-0, and you're 3-0. and But it's gotta feel good uh, to you and the players that hey, they picked us down the list, but here we are. The, and that, that speaks a lot to what you're doing and their effort and their uh, energy and enthusiasm for the season.
1: You know, when I spoke to the team at the beginning of the season, I did a video actually right before they went home just to challenge them to show me and tell me what you're going to do while you're at home. And so if they don't do it, I can play this video back. (laughs) During that conversation, we always talk about team wins. What's our goal? Because, you know, I think you got to set that and it's got to be high for you to really go after it. And the number that they came up with, Coach Hurst and I looked at each other like, Okay, we only won eight games last year, and y'all think we're gonna win more games in a shortened season?
0: Mm. No, nope.
1: we, we're gonna we're gonna see. And they're acting like that. They, they really, we really believe we can get to that number, knowing that number should definitely get us in the tournament. And once you get in the tournament, I, I bred my girls to believe anything can happen, whether you're the eighth seed or whether you're the number one seed. So we're just like actually, when coaches say we're taking it a day at a time, uh, but I'm starting to learn to unlearn different things. I want to look forward. You know, they say just look to the next game. Well, I'm the type that I want to look to the game after that and the game after that. I I want them to look forward to something because in what we're playing in right now, it could be shut down at any moment. So I just think that they understand what we're doing. These young ladies are growing up. And I really really believe this could be this team that really starts to put Lees McRae in a different space. and And I'm happy to be a part of it.
0: Well, it's certainly as a as a fan and as a as a coworker and friend, it's really nice to see not just you but also Steve and the men team, both of you simultaneously yes. having success and doing really well. And it's interesting, isn't it? How as an athlete you're competing against yourself, then you're competing with your your teammates, and then you're competing with Your actual competitors in the league and now this is the interesting thing i look forward to watching over the season is your team and his team are now actually trying to go hopefully going to try and outdo one another and boy when you got teams of the same sport trying to outdo one another i'm telling you man some crazy things can happen
1: yes it can i mean i worked with steve on the men's side he gave me an opportunity and it was fun working with him. So I know how competitive he is. I think he has those guys playing and believing. I mean, he's already a, a, a tournament champion coach. He's coached that type of team. And and the fun thing about coaching with him is, you know, we had some time together, you know, at a previous school. And, you know, just to see him continue to grow and for me to continue to grow and for him to coach women and give me some ideas of what he did, you know, we get to lean on each other a whole lot. You know, he requires my NBA experience to maybe reach some of his guys. So it's been, it's been fun working with him. And at the same time, you know, I, I think he's watching us just as well as we're watching them, you know, and it'd be nice if we both could get through this undefeated, but you just never know. You just got to play the season out and see how everything goes.
0: Well, crazier things have happened, but it's possible, <laughs> you know, that yeah. is still a possibility, but just to be in the hunt, uh, what are you seeing out of your players? Like you mentioned earlier about their energy, their focus, enthusiasm, they already had it. It sounds like ambitious goals. But it's different, isn't it, when you are an athlete and you wake up every day. It's different when you're 3 and 0 than when you're 0 and 3.
1: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I think the energy is a lot different. Um, you know, you can see the difference in the team that likes each other. And I'm starting to see that a lot this year. I see a lot more. You don't see as many clicks. You know, you see a lot, a lot of people challenging each other. And things that I had challenged them to do in the previous years, for some reason, those teams didn't want to take advantage of it. And now you finally got a team that's, you know, making me stay at the office a little bit later so they can be in the gym. Because, you know, in these circumstances, you know, they can't be in the gym by themselves a lot. So now – when I have a team that's like after practice and after I work them for two hours, they want to stay for another 30 minutes to an hour to shoot. And I'm like, how can I turn that down? You know what I'm saying? I got to stay here, me and my assistant. We got to stay here a little bit longer. If they want to do this to get better, then, you know, why not? And and that's what it takes. It takes a team to do the little things, to do the extra things, and just let the chips fall where they may. Because in this game of basketball, you know, it ain't going to be no tie. You're going to have a winner and a (laughs) lose. We know from last year, we, we recall that eight and 22 season a lot. And nobody liked that feeling. And I, and and as a coach, I don't get to play or pass or drop a dime or score at all. So I can imagine how they feel because I felt really bad about last season. So now they got a different type of energy. It's some things that we're doing that they're starting to do consistently. And you know, you'll you really be able to tell the metal of our team when things don't go our way. Right now, things have been going our way. So I'm I'm curious to see. I mean, I would love for it to go our way the whole way out, but as a basketball player, former, and now coaching, I know you're going to hit a patch that's going to test your team. And when that happens, I'm waiting to see how we uh, come back. Through. Yeah.
0: Adversity and losing is good for you. You know, yeah. you don't want it the to FC over. Pro. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want it to overwhelm you and beat you down. Uh, and as athletes, you know, invariably, you're very fortunate if you get through your athletic career and never experience that. And it's just very how you handle those adverse situations to learn from it, turn it around, get back on track. And uh, yeah, I always get a little bit anxious for a team that's undefeated because that one. Loss could just send them reeling, but it's how they <laughs> respond. If you respond well, then, you know, you can turn it around and get right back in the, in the wind circle and be good to go. So yes. we've got you know, three victories and you've got uh, a couple of games coming up this, uh, the next few days. Uh, and I'm kind of scrolling through some screens here, looking, you got a, a kind of basically a, a double header with Barton and, yes. uh, and and as I look, you know they're two and one. They're having a pretty good season uh, start to the season. They're coming off a loss. That's their uh, that's where they're at. But they're two and one. You got a a, a doubleheader with them uh, that is on the road. We've been at home the first three games. Now we're going to go on the road. Uh, right. Talk about what what you're anticipating for that. Now we've enjoyed playing in Williams Gym. Now we got to get on a bus. Now we got to go and. Uh, and compete on the road, uh, and yeah, you know, and after that, let's get to what it's like playing in a gym with no fans. We, you know, that that's a whole other element you all are having to contend with. But you've got Barton, and then after that, as you alluded to, if I remember correct, we talked an awful lot about that Belmont Abbey game. Yeah,
1: you know, um, this part of the season early, when you're playing against, you know, some of the best teams in our league. It's really going to test the character of where you at. And I think, you know, these are the games that are going to really put us in a position to determine where we're going to be. I mean, are we going to hopefully move up to the top of the league? Like you said, being picked seventh, I think, you know, even though the season we had last year, I thought the girls, they weren't happy with that. So they're trying to move up, which is something I appreciate. Um, and that's what I told them. Playing on the road is definitely not the same as playing at home. You know, like I said, I can draw on a lot of my experiences. I've been in some hostile situations that, where if the team didn't stick together and you're playing a good team, things didn't didn't turn out well. I mean, I can remember Syracuse beating us by 40 plus. Mm. But Carrier Dome, and you got over 37,000 fans in there. So now, like you say, fast forward to now, where you're playing with no people in the gym, really. It's just the two teams, the referees and the staff. And, you know, my challenge to my girls' team is, let's be the loudest team in the gym. Let's challenge each other to be the biggest cheerleader for each other. Because these are the times now where fans can really push you over. I mean, I miss our fans at Williams, you know, because I know when you get into a good roll or a good run and they cheering for you, you know, it does something. That energy does something for you. But now that you don't have that, how can your teammates bring that to you? And that's one thing our team has really been doing. And as much as everybody wants to play, they know they've been over there really cheering for each other. And that's that's something that, you know, we've really trying to adapt to every day. You know, I, even in practice, I encourage them to be the loudest even in practice. So, you know, these type of things. And then you play Barton, who has the player returning player of the year, and uh, Peterkin, and then you play Belmont soon after a team that we haven't beaten yet since I've been here. So we know, we knew going into this season, the start of this season was going to be critical. And I think the girls have answered the bell. Now we got to see what you can do against the top picks of the league. You know, even though we're ahead of them right now, me, I still know they were picked ahead of us. And they should have been because they're both very, very solid, very good programs. And that's what we're trying to get. So anytime you want to beat the best, you got to beat the best. Every time you want to be the best, you got to beat the best and that's the challenge I think my girls are up for. We'll see. Mhm.
0: Well, it it sounds like they're up for the challenge and it's funny how yeah, you know, I think you and I have talked about this before about how winning solves a lot of problems. <laughs> and not only does it solve problems, but it puts the spotlight on you and your whole mindset going back to energy. It changes your energy, it changes your mindset and all of a sudden, you get a taste of success, and you don't want to let go of that, you know? It's like you're, you're fighting for this precious jewel, and so is the competition. They're fighting for that precious jewel, and, and they've been having that for a while. And like you said, uh, you know, you've already beat a team that was picked ahead of you. Uh, in the preseason. Now you got two more teams that were picked ahead of that team, Mount Olive, that you beat. (laughs) So they're even better, supposedly. But you're all going after that precious jewel. Uh, And I think those teams, whether they realize it or not, that you're going up against, they got a different fight on their hands this time. Uh, Because now you and your players know what that feels like and that tastes like, and it's more precious now.
1: You know, I, being at the top when I was at East Tennessee State, you know, it, I see what you're saying. But sometimes when you're at the top, you just know that you got to play to the top of your game, and other teams will not beat you. They can play that; right. they have to play their best game. I felt like at East Tennessee, other teams: App State, Marshall, Furman, um, Chattanooga. I felt like they were gonna have to play their best game to beat us because. I knew how good we were or how good we were becoming. And so I, that's that's the one I want my girls to understand. No matter if we're at the top right now, to beat the best teams, because I wasn't worried about VMI or the Citadel or Western Carolina. Even though, like you said, a puncher's chance, they still can pull off an of upset, which they did at some point in my career. But our approach to, to them were, we just got to show up. Not really just show up. We got to play but we should beat these teams because our talent will prevail. You know, they say, what is it, uh, when talent doesn't work hard, what is that saying that they say? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Yep. Uh, We were talented, but we worked hard. So that was a different our team. Now, a lot of teams might be talented and just know that and not work hard, that's when you can catch them. And so that's that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Belmont and Barton are going to be like, you know they still aren't arrived yet we can still beat them and uh, i'm hoping that our girls can rise to the occasion and show that we might be a team that's going to that you're going to have to deal with from here on out cuz we're young we still run a lot of sophomores you know only play one senior right now so I, I like the way the, the program is trending right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that was you're leading me right into what I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, when you're a, one, on one of those teams, and I've been fortunate to be a part of teams like that too, where you knew you, if we just need to play our game, we do, we're going to win. But then if, a te- if you go up against a team that evolves like your does, uh, like your team has and is, you, you have to look at them a little bit differently. Like you cannot take some things for granted because it's not yes. the it's not the same old Lee's McRae coming to the gym. That's a different, right. different team, different energy, and they too better raise their game because maybe yes. our our mediocre effort no longer is going to get us that W. We have to play our best because we have to treat it as if we're going against the the best team in the in the conference, yes. and so. I think that's going to be the exciting thing to watch with your team and with Steve's team is, is how that evolves throughout the season. Uh, But you're in a really good place. And yeah, as you said, uh, going back to, we got these two and then there's Belmont Abbey. That's just right around the corner. Uh, You, as a coach, that's, gotta have you really excited just to know that that is on the horizon even though we're hey one day at a time that's us as coaches but it was a point of fact that we talked about in our last uh, podcast we recorded together Uh, man that could be a real defining moment even though these three games have been great that game and i would dare say uh not to be a prognosticator or anything but win or lose you're going to learn a lot from that game your character will really, truly be revealed in that game, whether you win it or lose. If you win it, that'll be even better. But even if you were to lose it, your character is going to get revealed in that game right there.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, like you said, there's a lot of different things we got to deal with going on the road for the first time. You know, anytime you play at a place, you're not comfortable shooting at it. It's not like we're shooting at our gym where everybody feels good about it. Now you got to really concentrate and, and, and hopefully shoot – the best you've shot on the road. And, you know, we played Barton pretty good at their place a few times. We got blown out down there a few times and same thing with Belmont. We played them tough, but you know, they blown us out a few times. So like I said, everything is a process, you know, I love to win. Like we say, winning cures everything. I, I don't care how we win. I don't care if we turn the ball over a lot and we win. I don't care if we shoot the ball bad and we win. All I know is winning is the bottom line and that's what I'm, training my girls to continue to like to do and hopefully love to do. When you love winning, then you are pretty much willing to put all, it all on the line to win. If you like winning, then I think you don't really care if you win or lose. And I love winning. So like I said, the things that I feel about the game, I'm just trying to get into them, hopefully to motivate them to want to be great. And like I said, you know, we just got to go out there and play. I mean, I think all the coaches from John Wooden to coach K to Phil Jackson, they all know. Once you throw the ball up in the air, whose night is it? Is it your night, or is it the other teams' night? Hey man, but you have a chance to make it your night if you do the right thing, So,
0: one of my, uh, all of those coaches I really look up to, especially John Wooden. But another one that, boy, you want to get fired up? Go on YouTube and look up some Pat Summit videos. Mm. Ooh yeah. man, uh, talk about accountability and and intensity and fire. Uh, those are the kinds of things you need. Let's go back a yeah. little bit to uh, just stats. You know, I I'm I love stats. Numbers yeah. tell the I'm truth. Sure they, they don't lie. You're no, right. they do Numbers not. Lie. Numbers do not lie. They tell the truth. And and man, I'm looking down this list. I mean, you've got a wonderful scoring margin on your opponents. You had two two games where you had you you won comfortably. You had a close game uh, in your last game that you played. Uh, you know, you're winning by a margin of almost 16 points a game. Uh, you know, your, your shooting percentages are, you know, far and above the competition. As you look at these stats, what for you as a coach, one, I'm curious in general, what do you look at first as a coach? And then what do you think your team in particular right now, these first three games, what really jumps out at you as that's what's really putting us over the top?
1: You know, I'm an offensive-minded coach. You know, I've I played and learned from some great offensive minds, so it kind of triggers me to look at the offensive side of things first. So most of the time when we come in, the shooting percentages from the field, the three, and from the free throw line are what I talk about the most. Uh, and this year we've been shooting the ball a lot better than we have in the past, which is probably why we're, you know, we've had those scoring margins a little bit earlier but uh, one of the main things that I look at because you know I was I think when I finished college I was number 5 all time in assist and so I understand the assist of the game and you know it's been a couple of games we've had 22 assists and I haven't had too many teams even though when we had Marquia here you know and she led the league in assists very seldom that we still have that amount of assists so when I see that number on the page it really shows me that we're really sharing the ball and that usually Evokes a lot of happiness hmm. when, because I know a lot of people put a lot on scoring. So when players are able to score the basketball, it just makes them feel good about themselves. So when I look at the assist and I see that that's a good number, I feel good about our chances.
0: Well, you're averaging uh, a little over 19 a game. Competition is yeah. only averaging 12. And and I'm a big believer in this in this saying that success is best when it's shared.
1: Yes. Yes, I believe so. I mean, we talk about sharing the ball. We talk about being selfless because a selfish person is only going to bring a team down. And luckily enough, you know, we don't have anybody like that on our team right now. And we know usually the high score gets the headlines. But me as a coach, I try to make sure they understand everything is important because we only got one basketball and we got 10 hands out there. that feel like they can shoot it every time they get it. But the best thing is, can we get the best shot? And so when you got multiple threats like we have, I think that's what makes us dangerous because I don't just count on Destiny to do the scoring or Jayla to do the scoring because I know Michaela can score. I know Ariana can score. I know Jessica can score. I know Davi can score. We. I know Malika can. I mean, it's just amazing when you coach a team knowing that somebody out of seven or eight players are able to give you a big night. And I think that's... That's the reason we're sharing the ball, and I think that's why I think girls are shooting better because now you're getting good shots instead of taking tough shots.
0: Okay, so one final thing. All right, here we are. We are, you know, early part of the season, had success, and I'm sure that being at 3-0 and is something you dreamt of, but wasn't really sure that was going to be the case how I'm curious how that now has changed your thinking as a coach how is it having you look at the season ahead because the tournament if I remember correct starts or uh, you get to a point where the tournament play begins around the first of March which is not mm-hmm. that far off you not know at all. we talked about cramming a lot of games in a short period of time uh, now that you're where you're at, what are you? you know talking to the team about what are you emphasizing how like you said earlier how are you kicking this thing up a notch because the stakes are higher and you have this shot how has it changed your perspective and what are the attributes it's going to take to put yourself in position for that tournament come first of March
1: well you know I think one of the adjustments I made as a as the head coach is letting my assistant coach Hurst handle the defense a little bit more and uh, she's really been dedicated on that side of the ball. Because like like I said earlier, I'm an offensive guy. I mean, I understand defense wins championships, but I believe offense wins championships also. So I think her taking some of that pressure of me, taking it off of me of trying to do everything, has really relieved a lot of stress of how I can help get through every game and how I now can concentrate and help each, each player be mentally ready. So I, I, I shout out Coach Hurst really, you know, I should have done this earlier. I guess you know I took <laughs> years to really understand she can handle it, and now she's doing a wonderful job. But um, to piggyback off of that, I'm in an undefeated thinking mode now. Because if you don't lose, I don't understand why you don't carry it. Like, okay, it's a chance we might not lose, and so that's what I'm wanting my girls to shoot for now. You know, if you got team goals, they can be set as set it such as this, but. Like I said, you know, you don't all, all have to stick with those goals. Now let's create some new ones in the midst of what we already said we're going to do. So now it's about staying locked in. You know, I was talking with my girls the other day, and, you know, some of them were laughing on the side. And usually as a coach, that kind of gets under your skin a little bit because you know you're saying something that could be important, and they probably need to hear this. But now when you're 3-0 and you're starting to be like, you know <clears> – <throat> Maybe laughing and enjoying something on the side, maybe not. Maybe that's not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. And when I say I gotta unlearn some things because instead of me getting mad now, maybe I can just redirect it and be like, okay, laugh and giggle, but you better pay attention because if you're not and this comes up, you're not gonna play. Mm. So it's a challenge now that I'm really trying to think about everything that I've been taught growing up where you gotta do this before the game or you gotta think like this. And now I'm like, you know what? I've talked to coaches that said they didn't enjoy it until it was over. Well, I want to enjoy it now. So I find myself laughing. And, you know, I guess I could be bipolar because one moment I laugh and joke with you, but the next moment, get on the line, you know. <laughs> I know they're kind of like, hey, coach, you was just joking with us. But I'm going to enjoy it too. But at the same time, I, I've been in situations. I know I've won rings. I've won championships. Got a lot of individual accolades. So I'm going to share those stories with you and hopefully you'll get something out of it and at the same time hopefully you can play at a consistent level that make us a great team that will be talked about at Leeds McCray forever hopefully.
0: Hmm. You just said about five or six things that I could probably carry this conversation on and on about coaching and leadership uh, and how we as coaches over time evolve and we're always trying to figure out how to uh, do to be better and to be better you have to do different. Yes, you have to do different to be better, uh, yeah. and so because
1: you can't only do but so much. You know, I mean, I guess when you're riding your bike, I mean, besides pedaling that thing and your vision, how many more different ways can you motivate? How many different ways can I motivate girls to put the ball in the basket? I mean, or, or throw the pack. This it's all been done. You can look back in history and see everybody's teaching the same thing. So, like you said, you better as a coach find a different way. Or just rely on what you've learned and hopefully it'll carry your team through. But me, I'm, I'm new in coaching. I mean, I've been coaching for a long time now as an assistant and now to be the head coach. I have to find different ways to try to spark the the metal of my girls or to motivate them or just to check on them. Sometimes that's all they need. So it's a challenge to try to figure out different ways. And, you know, I think that's just what we're in this profession to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing when to hit the gas and when to back off. Uh, it's very tough and not only that but as you were talking about working with jatera and uh delegating delegating more responsibility to our assistants and as as coaches sometimes we get viewed as we're trying to control everything and and we and it's not that it's that we know that uh we love to just do and we love to uh, have a hand in everything and be a part of everything, but we have to also learn right. the art of delegating so others can learn, and is right. coming into her own. What One of the things that really stands out to me, what you just said, is, and it's something I've learned, you learn the hard way and, and then you eventually wise up is, as a coach <laughs> or a leader, you come to realize when to exercise uh, your leadership capital And when not you know leadership capital as a it's a commodity and you can't always hit the nail when you see it with the hammer you have to you have to step back and say is now the time for me to be that that disciplinarian or that one making a correction or do I need to back off and save that leadership capital for a moment that really matters Yes. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, you could tell you've been in it for a good while because that's you couldn't have said it any more perfectly, man. Is as, as much as you might want to get on a player for maybe doing something wrong, but maybe an earlier conversation in the day or in the week, you know that they're going through some things. So for me to pound on or pile on after that, that's really not I'm not gonna get the most out of them when that happens. So like you said, you gotta really pick and choose your battles when you wanna to try to either I won't even say it's tear a player down, more so it's build a player up. Cause you can't do one without doing the other. And I, I'm I'm learning that still.
0: Yeah. Well that's the beauty of coaching. That what that is what makes it fun, is that we are continually learning uh, and there's always something new and we can always learn something from somebody so Keith I'm learning from you it's been fun watching you and your team grow and develop and I'm happy that you're having success I hope it continues and uh, let's just keep the season rocking and rolling.
1: Always a pleasure coach Uh, you know and like I said, I hope we're setting a good example because you know how your teams do. Y'all win a lot of championships and stand around right on them bikes. So good luck to you this season also, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon.
0: All right. Thanks, Keith, and go Bobcats. To listen to this episode again or to find previous episodes, go to our website, lmcbombcats.com. Or find us on SoundCloud by searching Lees McRae Athletics. And as always, go Bobcats.